0: Hello, I'm James Batchelor and I'm Chris Dream and you are listening to the Games Industry Podcast. We have just got back from the Nintendo Switch premiere at the Hammersmith Apollo Apollo in London. Um, First time that anyone in the UK has been able to try try out the uh, the new console um, and happened barely hours after the uh, the worldwide reveal in Tokyo. Mm. We managed to get some hands on time with the device, we'll be talking about that a little bit later in the show, but uh, beforehand I managed to track down a few industry experts at the show and get their thoughts on the new console. Okay, I am James Batcher of gamesindustry.biz and we are here at the Nintendo Switch premiere for the UK. I am joined by...
1: Thomas Whitehead from Nintendo Life.
2: Uh, I'm Asim Tanvir, uh, online social media manager for Konami Europe.
3: I'm Anthony Dickens, also from Nintendo Life. I'm my Feather's from the Group. Paul Zavi,
0: gentlemen. First question: Who got up at four a.m. to watch the uh, the reveal?
1: Yeah, I did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Three, 3 a.m. Uh, four, four o'clock, and you'd miss the start. Yes. Okay. I just didn't really go to sleep to be honest. I was just. How are you still so functioning? Uh, coffee mainly. There's a bit of adrenaline as well. You know, new hardware is always exciting. So before we go into reactions um, today, what was your kind of stance on the Switch before going in? Because obviously they released that
0: teaser trailer back in October, three minutes, this is a kind of look of what it's meant to look like and how it's going to work. What were your thoughts when that first came out, so what were you expecting this morning?
4: Uh, It looked like a cool concept, it was just trying to get more meat on the bones to what it could actually do for the consumer and it's delivered, it looks like a really good kind of proposition for the end user.
3: Uh, we've been trying to figure out what Nintendo were going to do next, um, so finally finding out that it's going to be a single platform, that was the biggest thing for me, so today I was looking forward to just seeing what it feels like um, with the small controllers and just seeing how it feels in the hands.
2: Yeah, from my point of view, uh, pretty much the same, I mean, it's a unique proposition, um, you know, I play at home and, t- and they take the game on the go, um, that's kind of what you're getting here, uh, and that's what we expected anyway, so yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, the key thing for me with that trailer was that I showed it to people who aren't like dedicated Nintendo fans. Some of them are lapsed fans or not sort of s- serious gamers and a lot of people were quite excited by the idea because they obviously used the phones and tablets and everything but the idea of Nintendo games and the Joy-Con controllers seemed to, it did seem to connect with a lot of people that I spoke to anyway. So, bleary-eyed and sleep-deprived at the end of the uh, presentation this morning, like how
0: were you guys feeling? Like what, what impressed you? What disappointed you? I have to say, I came away kind of hoping for more, and I, kind of, I was kind of left wanting, but I don't know how you guys
3: feel. Uh, well, I felt they explained the hardware well, um, and a lot of people did want to know about that, so that was important. But, I mean, the feeling on the site, uh, we had a live stream, uh, people were just not sure about the amount of games they announced, uh, especially launch titles, you know that, that seems to be what we're not too sure about at the moment. We've got Legends of Zelda as the the big title, um, but not a lot else. Mario Kart's not a launch title, Mario's not going to be around till Christmas or at least just before. So, I think that, that was the general feeling on the site.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I think one issue that came up was when they, to be honest, the price, I think You know, Nintendo, whether it wants to be or not, is a budget brand now, or it's, it's no, it's not budget, but it's like a fun brand. It's the kind of thing you maybe, when you think back to Wii and DS, people would buy it on a bit of a whim, and, oh, this is a fun thing, you know. I I kind of feel the price, and especially the fact that what you get in the box right now, I think it's gonna be too steep for the sort of more casual potential audience i think hard you know it'll sell a couple of million in its launch month like nintendo stuff always does but it's whether it struggles after that which i fear it might i think that kind of ties in with your point um about the games
0: as well like you know 280 pounds for you know in the uk 280 pounds for a switch yeah not that that bad a price given what the hardware is and what it does Mm. but with less to play on it than we'd like yeah, I don't know how many people are going to actually uh, invest in that. I mean, you come from the retail space, what, what, what do you think, Mike? I think the, the general
4: public's been spoiled by Sony and Microsoft with presentations which include a lot of third-party kind of games, so you get Ubisoft on stage, you get Take-Two on stage and show the next Red Dead, you're going to get a lot of interest around your console and your hardware. With Nintendo, I think we're going to see more in the coming weeks around you know Ubisoft and what they've got beyond Just stunts. of course they out of the EA. Um, and that will help kind of build confidence in the, the hardware for day one. I think from my
2: point of view, uh, we we had access to the to the hardware before because uh, we've got Baba Man coming out, Superman R. That is a launch title by the way, so it's coming on. Okay, good. Yes, day one. It's exclusive to Twitch. So uh, I think from I think the point you made was uh, regarding games, people aren't sure what's coming on launch. Maybe there could have been a bit more clear messaging around that because. Uh, uh, we didn't know
3: man was so that's, yeah, that's exactly, good to know yeah, Exactly
2: and that's a launch title and it's, it's kind of based based around the system's capabilities so 8 player basketball mode to 8 player that's, on, that's local and online uh, I think maybe yeah they could have done a bit bit better job with the gaming uh, side of things like what's coming on launch but in terms of the hardware point of view I think uh, as you said uh, they've done a really good job at explaining what the hardware does uh, maybe the pricing might put some people off but I think um the capabilities, like you, the the exciting possibilities of it, um, playing at home and then and then taking it on the go, uh, I think that's a real plus.
1: Yeah, and I think the Joy-Con controllers will impress people when they kind of pick up on. So obviously the presentation will have media coverage and bits will pop up on YouTube and they'll maybe package sections and I think the the controllers with the the kind of thing where it can detect the, your hand shape and the and the force feedback. There's are clever little controllers. I think that's the kind of thing some people will look at and think, "Wow, that's really cool." That's typical Nintendo in a way.
0: It has to be said with all the uh, Joy-Con stuff, you know, the rumble HD and the infrared yeah. sensors. Well, it, it did feel like it was harking a bit more back to the Wii than the Wii U. And yeah. because um, initially, when they first announced it, everyone thought it was this is what the Wii U should have been, rather than. But, yeah, it does feel. One thing I quite like from the presentation this morning, and I was saying this to someone earlier. Um, they started the presentation saying, like, this is so, essentially the 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 conclusion of everything we've been working up to. We've got, you know, with the GameCube, we built a handle because we wanted people to take their consoles around to each other. With the Wii, we had a simple controller because we wanted it to be accessible. Like the idea of positioning of this is like, actually, yeah, this is everything that they've learned from the last two, three generations, and from the rivals, the, the, the online service, um, the fact that they're actually having a, a proper dedicated online service, multiplayer now, sounds promising, the, uh, you know, the, there's going to be an app um, that you can invite, you know, me- you know, send messages and invite people to games and so forth, that sounds much more in line with what Xbox and PlayStation are doing, albeit have been doing for about 10 years. Um, but obviously a point of contention is the fact that you'll have to pay, um, as you do Xbox Live Gold and PlayStation Network, I mean. Does that bother you guys? Having to pay for online multiplayer
1: on a Nintendo console? I think it'll be a culture shock for long-term Nintendo fans who've kind of been used to maybe below current standards online in a sense, lacking stuff like you say that you have on Xbox and PlayStation, but used to getting it for fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be a culture—I think culture shock—but I think people will get it over it. I mean, as long as it's something reasonable. Right, it's a PSN-style price where it's 30, 40 quid for the whole year. If it's a tenner a month or something, that would be a disaster. But uh, we'll see what they do with the pricing. I don't think they've announced pricing, so we'll see.
0: I don't know, tenner a month and then unlimited access to the virtual console. I'm sure that would keep many people happy. Yeah. So.
1: You, you wish. I don't yeah. think <laughs> as long as are
2: the, the service is stable um, and it offers a, a, a good online service for a... Like, uh, players playing for instance Mario Kart or something whatever online, uh, I think gamers will be happy to pay. Uh, as you can see by Xbox Live and uh, PlayStation Plus, you know, they've done really well with their stuff. So um, but let's see I guess. Yeah.
3: I think that's a key point though, with the existing services that you said have been around for a long time, that, that put Nintendo in a bit of a position where they've got to be up to scratch, else people will call them out. Um, if if it's not as good as PSN or Whichever service they're used to, they're going to be like, why am I paying for this? I guess part of it might be that the online games we've played in the last generation have pretty much been Nintendo first-party games. Um, So if this opens the doors for the third-party games to make use of that, so FIFA and games like that, then I think people will be more accepting of of it. um, And as long as it gets rid of the friend code system, that's got to go.
0: They've just brought that back with Mario Run, so... Exactly. (laughs) Um, so what have you guys uh, been able to play this morning? Because obviously there's quite a few games here on, uh, on, on display and uh, you know, people are actually able to get hands on time. Anything you've played? Anything that's impressed you?
2: Zelda. Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's the first time I've got hands on with it um, and it looks great on the big screen. It looks great on the smaller screen. Um, it's a much more open world. It's kind of Zelda, but with a bit of a Western twist to it as well. Um, oh, it's, it's great. It's really good. <laughs>
1: yeah think um, maybe an interesting one talk, all the talk about the online service we were having to go with Splatoon 2 and if that comes out in the summer and that's when they start charging or start getting more into the online stuff that could be a big one that really pushes that service and that side of things because the Nintendo community is absolutely mad about Splatoon it has been since it came out on Wii U uh, so I think that will be Arguably one of the up there with Mario is the biggest kind of release of the year, perhaps, because it's just that important to at the moment to big Nintendo fans that own a Wii U. So if they really push the online with voice and stuff, that could be a big deal for them. Uh, We haven't played um, Zelda on Switch yet, we've played it on Wii U, so we're
3: going to go and try that one next to see how it compares to the Wii U version. Um, which hopefully this addresses some of the concerns we had about the Wii U version. Um, we've also played Mario Kart, obviously that's, that's still great. Um, we had a good play with that with the motion controls on the, the, the little Joy-Con wheels. Um, that was good, I mean, it's what you would expect. Um, the, I think the game that's impressed me the most um, is the one that we can't play, and that's Mario. Yeah. Um, unfortunately that's not playable yet, but um, out of everything I've seen today, bar Zelda, Um, it's Mario that that looked the most impressive.
4: I've not actually had a chance to play anything yet. I've been a bit busy getting things live on site, so (laughs) hopefully I can play it in the next half hour or so. (laughs) We
1: did have a go of the I keep getting what's called which is awful. One two switch. One two switch. Which which was a bit of a weird one. Like apparently it's gonna be a forty pound game.
0: Yeah, that surprised me, like because that, that one Switch is essentially this generation's uh, Wii Play or Nintendo Land, i.e. a bunch, yeah. of, t- a
3: bunch of tech demos yeah, designed much to show... simpler. Yeah. They're like... much simpler, so all of the games we played... We played them in two-player, so it was kind of fun, but they were five-second experiences, so it was more like the WarioWare games. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't full games like you'd get with Wii Sports and things like that.
1: We... It says a lot that the rep, one of the reps we sort of asked, and, they they do wing it sometimes. She said, uh, "Oh yeah, this is a pack-in." And we were like, "Is it?" Oh okay. And that would make sense yeah. because they're that's such small experiences, like like Anthony says. So I find that really odd that that's going to be a retail game. Yeah, that does surprise me. Especially I if as it really sells controllers. So. Yeah, exactly. Like
0: it just it's one of those really kind of weird collection of quirky mini games. Like the only ones I've I've seen like walking past them. Uh, a safe cracker one which looks and a very weird cow milking one <laughs> yeah. which I'm sorry doesn't look too family friendly. Tom
3: did 10 buckets of milk which he, he is a
1: very good milker. I don't think I want to be known as being good at that game I don't, I'm not sure that's a, a good image. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, the, the, the actual hardware itself how does that feel um, in terms
0: of being comfortable because I was surprised at how comfortable it feels when it first when this trailer first came out in October I was worried that those controllers looked a little flimsy. You wouldn't have much, you know, grasp on the the buttons. But I've been very impressed this morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think
2: they might look like they're kind of flimsy and kind of might break apart quite easily. But um, they're actually quite well built. Um, and some people might think they're a bit too expensive. But I think for, for, for what you get, you're getting two controllers with all all the bells and whistles. Uh, it's well built hardware, I think, um, and it works really well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd go with that. I'm, I'm quite impressed with the build, and I think the screen's pretty good, although it's 720p, I believe. it's Because it, it's small, it's, it's sharp enough, yeah. and uh, the pro controller felt really nice as well. Um, and with Splatoon 2, obviously that's the difference with this compared to the Wii U one. It's got the motion controls, and that was really precise. And <laughs> that good. threw me off when I was playing, like, like, yeah.
0: playing Splatoon 2 with um, Chris Ring, who's also on uh, Games Industry. We swapped halfway between the uh, the two rounds, so we could, we could each try the different controllers, and it threw me that yeah. Oh, hang on, no, I've got to move the controller as well yeah. to uh, to aim properly. But yeah, no, um, I, I, it's a lot more comfortable than I expected, which is promising. Um, I guess the ultimate question, because I don't want to take up too much of your uh, too much of your time, gentlemen, is uh, are you intending on getting one, and will you be getting one at launch, or you be waiting for it?
1: Uh, well, I'm getting one at launch because that's if I didn't, I think they'd be questions asked <laughs> um, but I I do know other people that are excited and planning to get one at launch um, I'd just be really interested to try and gauge the public reaction and try and gauge when figures come out and I'm just kind of, I'm I'm worried it's a fence-sitting thing at the moment with the current launch lineup and the pricing Um, Yeah, I I can probably back that up. Um, The the friends that I've spoken to, who
3: I think I would call as Nintendo Core Gamers, they've all said, right, I'm buying one. But they'd buy it for Zelda anyway. Um, So, I mean, that's good. But then there's a few friends um, that didn't show any interest at all in Wii U, that when Switch was announced, they were like, oh, okay, that seems interesting. Um, I haven't spoken to them all yet but I, I think so far Nintendo haven't done enough to convince them and um, so they might be people that would come on board towards Christmas so it's one of those things if they can show enough good games and experiences in the first year or at least leading up to the first holiday season I think that's that's kind of the crucial window
4: uh, Day one by for me just to just to play it get involved it's, it's more exciting than and everything's come out recently in terms of new experiences so day one purchase
2: yeah day one for me as well I've got a place i as simple as that um, <laughs> and just speaking from our point of view uh, the feedback we had from uh, from announcing Superman R uh, is, has been really positive as well people are looking forward to finally playing another Bomberman game again uh, and, and the fact that it's kind of built around systems capabilities uh, yeah it's very positive uh, what we've seen so far on social as well for
0: people yeah Brilliant stuff. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time this morning. I'll uh, let you get back to it. So, while I was recording that, you were obviously off playing a few more of the games. I did. Um, in preparation for a hands-on piece. What did you think? Before I, before I sort of say what I think,
5: I'm interested to know what you think, because... <laughs> I read your blog at the beginning of the year, your personal blog, and you said that you were trying to resist buying the Nintendo Switch, Yes. right, now, are you, have Nintendo managed to weaken your resolve?
0: Almost, they came really damn close, um, I've been a bit up and down this morning, like, I, so going into the, the reveal that we watched at 4am, <laughs> yeah. um, I, like, I, I went into it quite excited. Um, I came away quite disappointed. So by the time I met you for the um, the Apollo event, I was a little not pessimistic, but I was just I wasn't as in, you know excited as I thought I would be. I then came away. It was the moment when we were playing Splatoon two, and um, I was playing just the, just the tutorial of it on the actual um, the actual Switch. So with the full device, not yeah you know, the Joy-Con controllers attached to either side of the tablet. And it just felt so comfortable and so I could picture myself playing it and the screen is nice and clear I just remember telling to you and going I kind of like it see, see people talking about the
5: price and there are issues around the price which around the software and accessories but now we've played the console and I think you agree it's a it's a high-end device this mm. isn't, oh, possibly, this, isn't, yeah. this isn't a gamepad style plastic toy which kind of felt like the switch is't like that at all it feels very nice mm. and the technology and the functionality in it is damn impressive I mean I played I know you did later but I played while well, you were recording the podcast the game this simple tiny game where you had to count how many balls were in a box
0: that was amazing like that, that then this one of the one two switch mini games yeah. and it's purely there it's one of the typical Nintendo tech demos of we've made a game but purely to show off part of the technology that's purely there to show off the rumble technology the HD rumble <laughs> I remember thinking when were, oh, you know, this is all, all due to the HD rumble I'm like that is overblown. If like that, that there's no way that you can do. But when you actually hold that device, the little Joy-Con controller, the, it's really convincing. Like, like, so the
5: the game that we, we played, it was um, you have a uh, you have a you have Joy-Con controller, and you can actually feel that there's balls. So it feels like you're holding a box with balls in it, and you you're tilting the box and um, as you took the box you can feel the balls moving around inside the box you have to guess how many balls are in the box based on how it feels and it it genuinely feels like it It, it, I know it sounds ridiculous to be excited in 2017 about rumble technology (laughs) on the controller but it is genuinely impressive in fact you think about the size of those those controllers they are the the amount of technology in those tiny little things are extremely impressive and um, I think that's the that's the the thing about this is we talk about the graphics you talk about the screen resolution even though I don't, didn't notice a thing about it to be honest um, the technology that's in this device is, is, is damn so impressive however yeah.
0: you well, weren't I convinced so what, what stopped I you? I wasn't convinced I, I am convinced by the hardware for me it's the lack of games when you came out of that presentation this morning and by the time we got to the event as far as we knew the launch titles were day one is Zelda March which is launch window, probably day one, with six others, seven or eight titles for a launch. Only one big must-have because even even One Two Switch was listed as TBD rather than. Yeah, they it's it's going to be. They launched, say but, 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 but the fact that One Two Switch isn't a bundle in, it's a, like it's a forty-pound yeah, it game. It feels odd at like, forty quid for that. There's nothing. There's nothing there yet that makes me think I need that console. Because Zelda, I can get on the Wii U because I'm one of the few people that actually still plays theirs. <laughs> um, Mario Kart 8 is coming out a month later, but I'm still playing that because I'm one of the few people that plays the Wii U. And um, Splatoon comes out in summer, but I'm one of the few people that play, you can see where this is going. Yeah. Super Mario Odyssey. That's a come, different colour. That's a different fish. Yeah, yeah. so that come Christmas, that becomes a must have. But yeah. as it stands now, at launch, and for quite a foreseeable t- amount of time, it's not. There's nothing compelling me to buy that console. Mm-hmm. The hardware, as I said in our, our team roundtable this morning on the um, on the website, hardware is great. Yeah, cool hardware will only get you so far. You need software to bring to, to drive people to play your console. And for me, it's not there yet. I think for me personally, there's a
5: difference in the sense that you listed those games and you're saying I haven't played them yet, but I still play my Wii U. You listed those games there. I actually don't play my Wii U and I do want Super Mario, I definitely, that game looked incredible. And um, I barely barely played Splatoon on the Wii U, but the bits I did I adored. And the idea of me actually playing it properly on a machine that I can take with me on the go, Mm. fits into my lifestyle a lot better than a machine on the TV. It really does. I do have, you know, and I think that's true of a lot of people over a certain age so, although you might, I agree. I don't think the lineup's very strong. What I will say, though, in contrast, the three DS and the Wii U launches, which had a bigger slate of titles at launch, mm. I'd say none of them had a focal point. None of them had a. They, I think killer apps are overrated these days, but none of them had that one thing that, made, that you could drive. You should get this console because look at this game on it. No, no Wii U didn't have that. I mean, Nintendo Land wasn't really that. No. and um, and the three DS definitely had that, unless you were really into the Nintendo Dogs and Cats. But for me, Zelda does look fantastic. It does, yeah. And it's there from day one. If you've got a Wii U, if you're one of the 12 and a half million people that bought a Wii U, then um, well done, you don't need it. Um, <laughs> but uh, but um, if you didn't, then there's a, there's a damn good game coming out on day one on this new machine. Um, and I think, I think, though, that's just me being, uh, being a slightly... Contrary, there. But I, I do, I do agree that even the lineup's a bit. I think the pricing is quite expensive.
0: The, the pricing is one issue. I, I, I think two hundred and eighty pounds for the, the console itself. Now that we've played it. Now that we've played it, and even no, even before we played it, like given how much that stuff does, like we you know with its HD rumble and its NFC and its touchscreen and its portability, and even if it was just the portability, like it was like okay, two hundred and eighty pounds for the ability to just take my console away with me on a plane, to a hotel, on a train, whatever. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good sturdy console, that's fine. The prices of the games, however. Yeah, they're, they're
5: far too high and I think now that I've also played some of the accessories, I can understand why the accessories are so expensive. To a degree, I still think Pro Controller is way too expensive for what mm. is a controller. People, not PlayStation, Xbox for their controller prices, but actually Nintendo have just,
0: just gone, the, gone
5: even further. But um, at the game, £60 for Zelda. Yeah. It's £40 on the Wii U, it's £20 more expensive on the Switch. I can't, and you know, it's a first-party game as well, so licensing costs aren't there. It does see, it does, that does surprise me, um, particularly when the market I assumed Nintendo were going for. I mean, I know that there's going to be Nintendo fans at launch. I know there's going to be a lot of core gamers, a lot of JRPG fans would love this machine, a mm-hmm. lot of retro fans would love this machine. But I look at, um, you look at what they're doing on mobile, and you think, well, this is an opportunity for them to upgrade people from mobile console mm. but if you're upgrading a mobile console and it's a really expensive console really expensive games and really expensive accessories that's a hell of an upgrade
0: it's a big ask and also it's quite intimidating to, to consumers purely because obviously historically Nintendo games have always held their value at retail mm-hmm. like um, they just they just do not drop in price you know AAA console games on, on PS4 or Xbox One time was when two weeks after launch they'd be 20 quid obviously that doesn't happen as much any, anymore now but look at you know the Black Friday sales the biggest q4 releases were down to 30 pounds within a couple of weeks and have stayed down mm-hmm. Nintendo games actually any any <laughs> any Pokemon games I've looked at by around Sun and Moon or after Sun and Moon because Pokemon go did so well last year they are all still 40 pounds and I'm it's been still 40 pounds yeah I mean
5: apart from if you get to lost by black and white that but, but, very rare exception. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly.
0: But that, that's my point. Like, like it, it's as much as that's very much a consumer concern of all. Oh, you know, the games too expensive. But like that that's a business concern as well. Because if the if the games remain expensive, then you're going to get fewer sales because limited disposable
5: income yeah. and so forth. I mean, this is the thing. People often, a few people have said, "Well, you know, two hundred eighty quid for a high end games device." You know, people are people are spending a lot more money on Apple devices. And that's true, but they're not spending that much money on the software or the you know, No. Um, on top of that, and, um, I, I think the price is quite expensive. However, if people can get over the price, we can afford it, I think it's a baby machine. And I think by Christmas, I mean, you won't be able to resist by Christmas, will you? By
0: Christmas, I will be struggling to not buy that machine. Yeah. If I manage to survive this Christmas, by next Christmas, I'm doomed. Yeah. I will definitely yeah. probably have a go. I mean, it. I like, just Super seep- Mario Odyssey is. I mean,
5: yeah. I, I didn't play it, but that trailer just everyone at that Switch event today had big smiles on their face, and that's because the, they all they were giggling their heads off at milking a cow in one, two, three Switch, or in our oh, uh, Toby was also doing, but also laughing our heads off in arms, which which is a boxing game. Well, you know, it's not too different to Wii Boxing in many respects, but actually is so much deeper. Mm. And I end up getting quite competitive with the guy who'd clearly been playing it in preparation. <laughs> and, and I actually beat him in one of the three or four of the matches and it was, it was great. I did enjoy that. So um, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's a good, good piece of kit, expensive piece of kit. Um, the games aren't necessarily there yet, but there are some big ones coming. Um, I think E3 will be key. I think third-party support is quite light. Yeah,
0: massively. Um, because you've only got, in terms of firm third-party, third and this was at the time of uh, us recording and us knowing, um, they've admitted, they, they've confirmed, yes, Skyrim is coming to consoles. They still haven't said it's the special edition, but they've just said, yep, yeah, Skyrim's coming to consoles. NBA 2K7, the usual slew of um, Ubisoft games. Sega and Suda51 turned up on the stage to just say yep we're planning on making games well Sega have already announced Project Sonic yeah okay yeah and Sonic Mania Sonic Mania but like Suda turned up and was like yeah I'm planning on making a game for this I'd like to make a game for this EA turned up and you're like yeah world's biggest publisher you're like come on you've got to bring something oh yeah FIFA FIFA's on everything no but it's not been on a Nintendo machine for a while no okay yeah
5: and you know if if you're somebody that bought an Nintendo machine and you can only afford to buy one the lack of a decent football game on your platform is a, is a problem. Mm. The FIFA was missing. You know, that is missing. Um, I think it's important for Nintendo that, not just for Nintendo I think it's more the industry and Nintendo do well here. I think it's important for Sony and Microsoft because Sony and Microsoft have reached that situation where their consoles are almost almost starting to dip. We're three years into the cycle and they're already starting to look at the end of the cycle. The console cycle has been so accelerated this generation the fear was always Sales spiked quicker this year, this, this mm. cycle than it was, and it's going to drop off a lot quicker. That was always the fear for Microsoft and Sony, and it seems to actually may be happening. Um, obviously, they've still got Scorpio to come and PS Four Pro's only just launched, so maybe it won't happen. But there is there was a fear that it might, um, and the only way that they can broaden out, really, apart other than release more expensive upgrades to their hardware to get you and I to buy the next upgrade of the same console, the next solution for them as a um, is to try and target kids and families, mm-hmm. and the kids and families they are split across. Some of them are still playing like Xbox 360. Some of them are playing. I just gonna, they don't care. They've got the tablets. They've got their mobile phones. They don't need anything else. Of course, content wins, and if you create a machine that's got lots of really great kids content on it, kids just kids don't. Kids don't care if it's on Switch or Xbox or on Netflix. They don't care. They just want it, and it's up to parents to decide. Whether or not they can afford it, or if it's good value for money, or if it's got if it's worth buying, and um, PlayStation, and Xbox have got a battle to try and win over that audience. It's gonna be very hard. Nintendo almost that's this is almost their objective in a way to try and get kids back onto consoles again, mm. and um, that's why I think it's important for the whole industry if they for them to succeed. I'm mm. not entirely sure they've set out a master plan to do so, but you know it's a long, it's a long console generation. I'm sure it is
0: well uh, we are running out of time slash have run out of time Um, so we will no doubt be discussing Switch with future guests and other members of the team on the show Uh, We aim to be back soon with a discussion on mobile trends in 2017. Uh, Until then, you can find all your industry news, analysis, opinion, insight, and all other kind of editorial buzzwords on gamesindustry.biz. We're on all the usual social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Thank you very much for joining us. Cheers.